0: What up, what up, y'all? My name is Cal. My name is Anna. And you're tuning into Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, cupcakes, and stimulating conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're
1: striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's a vibe. Yes, yes. This week, we are, you know, getting into the zone of... You know, it's September. It's back to business. You know, it's the unofficial end to the summer. This weekend with Labor Day popping up, um, and we're just you know just trying to even with our content get back to uh, some more meteor <laughs> content that is more related to what's going on in um, you know our communities. Like we talk about all the time in our intro, um, as well as our extended communities, like today's topic, which will be about um, what's going on? Like the song, What's Going On? Okay. Yes, Marvin. We still
0: gotta ask that same question. What is going on? And that is so sad that that song is so prevalent to this day. Yes,
1: yes, yes, you know. Um we could have even did Where's the Love as <laughs> this this episode. But, um, you know, with laws being passed in Texas and the Afghanistan war and then stuff going on in New Orleans, uh, you know, not even just New Orleans, Louisiana specifically uh, or in totality and Mississippi, uh, the Gulf, just the Gulf area just being obliterated by. Um, hurricane Ida like you know we just wanted to like brush up on some of that and maybe help y'all like get some quick hits of how to know what's going on in those areas um, and just be aware of what's going on in your community but before we get into that we're gonna get into this
0: week's motivational moment Kel hit us off with that. Sure. So this week's motivational moment is life becomes more meaningful when you realize the simple fact that you will never um, get the same moment twice. And, you know, I'll be the first one to tell you that I have to constantly remind myself to breathe and enjoy the moment. It is so easy for me to get hyper focused on the future to only end up with regret of the past for not living in the present. Isn't that kind of like ironic? Mm hmm. Uh, you know, although time mm-hmm. is fluid, it's precious, and you know, we can never get those moments back. So embrace yeah. life, love the people around you, be grateful for the memories you are able to make. Mock tube. tube.
1: Yes, indeed. You know, we still supposed to get that tattoo. I know, right?
0: <laughs> but you know, maybe But
1: I always it. put I always put Britney's tattoo first. And I will I will fry you for that.
0: You don't even have to wait to cover that up. She got it covered. So she did? yeah, she got it covered. She got oh, it covered. Yeah. Yeah. She was tired of waiting for your ass, <laughs> your trifling ass. <laughs> to be fair, that was the week that I had to go to NBA All-Star Weekend. So I did it was some pop-up last minute. It wasn't like we were like, "Oh, we're going to get this done on this date." This was like off some random yeah. conversations because we were into a show, <laughs> and she went anyway. Yeah, she, she went anyway. It. So I was like, "Okay, <laughs> yeah, what is it covered up with?" I just want to know. I forgot that what was she covered it. up with. Is that the? It might be an elephant. I think it was an elephant. Oh, nice. That's pretty. Yeah, yeah her mom I can see is, how that can cover that shape. Right. Her mom is a Delta, so it was kind of like a tribute to her mom. And it was near the tattoo of her mom and her grandma.
1: Very nice. Oh, that's very nice. I can't wait to see that in person. That's nice. All right, y'all. Well, let's get into this R&R. It's
0: balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both.
1: All right. So, (laughs) um... Well, we wanted to start off this r this week with a little bit of righteousness because we're going to get into the ratchetness even in our talk topic today of what's going on. So we'll start off light. Um, really love. Who watched it on Netflix? I know me and Kel
0: did. Yep, yep, what are yep. your thoughts? Let's give a quick review, Kel.
1: Of okay, your- yeah.
0: yeah. So when... Um- off that, I was really excited about watching *Really Love* because it had, you know, Kofi Sarobi in it. It had Crazy Eyes because I really want to remember what her real name is. Uzo U- Aduba, I think. Yeah. Yes, it had her um, in it. Oh, so I was really excited about watching the movie. Um, that movie because it gave me the photograph vibes. I love a jazzy vibe. I love the fact that it's from the, um, it's in the DC area, so it was like representation of home. Um, right. so I was here for it. When I heard um when I first saw it, um I think you might have sent me the trailer for it or whatever. So I was here mm-hmm. for it all the way here for it. Yes. Watched Especially it with and that I that cast. Like- hmm? Especially with that cast, it was a beautiful cast. Very beautiful. Chocolate, melanin, mm-hmm. everything. It was it was well represented down to the music. I love how they had Aria in the background. Yeah, um, I love like that. I could be like, I know where this is, this is, this is, like everywhere he was from where he lived to you know the bus stops. I was like, oh, pinnacle apartments right there. Okay. <laughs> yes. Familiar. So it was like, um, I did love it for that piece because it felt like home. Um the movie did remind me, it gives me the photograph eyes, but I think the storyline isn't as strong mm-hmm. as the photograph. Uh, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to give too much of a spoiler on it. I didn't care for the way that it ended. I wanted more. And I know some people will be like, oh, mm-hmm. that's how it was supposed to end. It's That's when you know it's good, when you want more. Um, mm-hmm. So from mm-hmm. that perspective, I get it. Yeah, I guess so. I guess I just want... I didn't necessarily look for a happily ever after, but I just... I guess I just wanted more. (laughs) I I, I definitely agree with most
1: of what you said there. So I, while I did appreciate the, um, the nodes, the odes to the DMV and DC area, sometimes I felt like it was a little much, like sometimes they were laying it on thick, like them eating on their first date, eating, um, Fried, you know, fried chicken and mambo sauce in the park. I'm like, all right, now, like, don't nobody be doing that for real, for real, on their first date. And then I thought about it, and I was like, you know what? One of me and Dennis's first dates, I did go to that fried ch- that little Chinese takeout next to Howard, you know, because yep. we was over there. Yep. I was like, ooh, I love this chicken. Kind of, yeah. yo, if you have never been to that little Chinese takeout
0: spot next to Howard University, yeah. Yeah. it's like across from the McDonald's. It's something wonder. Something wonder. It is the bomb. Yes. Everybody something knows. that water. Okay.
1: <laughs> that is, it just has not been beat. I haven't been there in so long, but it just can't be beat. Okay. And we was over there and I was like, oh, hell yeah. I'm about to go get some of this. Mama saw, uh, Ate that joint hot as a mug in my hands. In the um, oh, I thought it was in the car. No, we sat inside, and Dennis looked at me like I was a crazy person, and he still married me anyway. (laughs) I guess I could take that back a little bit, but you know, you know, there were some other things I felt like they laid it on thick. I also agree, like that the storyline sometimes wasn't as strong, it felt very BT movie like, you know, like I, I just. Which, so if you put yourself in that mind frame, it's like, okay, I'm going to enjoy this for what it is. So when yes. you watch this, enjoy it for what it is. <laughs> but um, a lot of people compared it to Love Jones. And I think that's because they haven't seen anything like this since Love Jones. Um, in one of my other groups, I say, it was like, oh, this is so Love Jones. It was no. just art instead of um, poetry. Yeah, and I was just like, this is more so to me the photograph. But I don't know if a lot of people have seen the photograph like I thought they did,
0: or Um, even love is. I feel like I got his vibes from it. Like, yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's like that. It was like almost like a nineties love story. So again, yes, yes. If that's all you have to go off of, then yeah, you would say love Jones, but. I don't think it was like Love Jones because there was more, more to Love Jones. And maybe that's why I feel like it was more like the photograph because the photograph was missing some elements to it too. And that was a full feature length film in the theaters. Right. So maybe that's why I feel so strongly like, yeah, that wasn't Love Jones because Love Jones was a full, complete story, you know? Yeah. And for the, as for the ending, I was one of those people that – um enjoyed the ending because without giving away too much I felt like they really had some things to work on and so I I I just really felt like I enjoyed that I felt like that was realistic because there were some things that were happening that weren't realistic like semi-spoiler um without giving away the like full plot when she told her parents that He was living with her. (laughs) Why would you do that? Especially with the way the energy was in there. I was like. more So you know your parents. You You know know your your parents. parents. And then you're going to say we're living together. Like you didn't even. Off the first meeting. Like you didn't have to share that. You really didn't. You saw where the vibes were. Unless they pop up at your house. Which it didn't seem like they do. Why did you say that? <laughs> it was just like dumb stuff that was happening. But anyway, really loved it. Mac Wilds did, did, was Mac Wilds. He was himself. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, but he did well uh, considering his wife. Oops, sorry, y'all. Another spoiler. Because <laughs> uh, it's actually his girlfriend at first. And, but anyway, that's like, they're like a really small piece of the story. Nobody right. cares. Yeah. <laughs> and she's not even his wife. She, she just becomes his fiance. But anyway. His fiancée or girlfriend, whatever, in the storyline was gorgeous as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that one of my girlfriends said was that in the real DC, the girl that, you know, met him, the main character, she would have been African. I was like, yes.
0: I thought she was going to be African, too. I ain't going to lie. I did yeah. picture that, too. But, okay. She would
1: have been Nigerian. She would have been Nigerian or, or something or Ethiopian. She def- And it's because of, you know, like – just him meeting her and being like, oh, this necklace is, oh, he like named the tribe the necklace was from. And she was like, yes, it's that tribe. You know, I was like in the, and I said the same exact thing when I was watching. I was like, no, in the real DMV, she would have been from that tribe because there's so many Nigerians and Africans that live here. That would have been easy (laughs) for him to end up with someone, you know, and then especially her career, you know, you know, I won't share all that, but like, the same pressures and stuff that she felt from her family. It was given very much African yep, or West Indian. So I was just like, yeah, interesting. But um, gorgeous movie, really well shot, really beautiful lighting.
0: Um, the the skins. Mm. It was just, yes. It was so melanated. <sighs> yeah. I loved it. Yeah.
1: It's so yeah. rich. I'm, I'm not know. mad at it. I would definitely watch it again. Definitely would watch it again. It's 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 a really cute movie, especially
0: to watch like on a rainy day like today. Yes. Yeah, I watched it on a rainy day too. Yeah, so I was like, yes, vibes. Like I was so pressed to watch it that day. yeah yes, like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> my cognac too.
1: Got <laughs> a color. All right, so <laughs> <laughs> it's that joke coloring. <laughs> we was talking about that one scene where we saw a lot. <laughs> and was, I was like, yeah, I showed enough did rewind. Like, I didn't hear what he said. Let me <laughs> I I was watching it with my husband or whatever. He was like, remember? come on, man. <laughs> like, I, I didn't hear what he said. Oops. I didn't know I rewinded
0: that far back. My bad. <laughs> Ooh, can you imagine him, Rampson, Idris, and like, who else mm. could be in the movie? Girl.
1: Great inspiration. Mm. Great inspiration. Yes. Mm. <laughs> so <laughs> moving on to so another show that was really good clickbait. Um, So that is one I've been like ranting and raving about. Um, And I definitely don't want to give away too much of that because it's like a mystery, but you guys should really check out clickbait. I just wanted to acknowledge it maybe in a week or two, I'll talk about it because most people who are, Remotely interested would have watched it by then because it's starting to pick up steam on the social mediums. But let me tell you, okay, the who done it, the one who who did it. I won't say what it is or whatever. But when you find out who did it, you you go on such a roller coaster ride of trying to solve this crime and this mystery or whatever. And first of all. It's not just one person involved, so I'll just say that. And it, it's just a lot. It's a lot happening that that's deeper than the surface. So many people. There was like so many liars, and that's what that's what like really got me because the the, the preview of the show was like um, the main character is this really handsome guy that used to be in all these little teenage movies. I cannot I don't know the actor's name, but. He, um, it's like, it lists him as like father, brother, son, lie. Oh, like father, husband, brother, liar, something like that. And so I like how the show does it because it's a limited series show. So this is only going to happen like once basically. And I like how they break down each episode. Each episode is from the perspective of, it's still going forward in time, but it's from the perspective of all these different people that are involved. So it'll be like the sister, the wife, the son, the brother, you know, it's is all those the reporter, you know, all those different things without giving too much away. And then the final episode is called the answer. And just it just really was really good. Um everybody got secrets. It was just like woo, like it was so good. Um, and then another thing I wanted to say. giving
0: me 13 reasons why, but like an adult version? Yes. Okay. Yes. What you said, you know. Yes. Yeah.
1: In that way, how it was shot, like how it, it was different people's perspectives. That was, yes. But of course it's different, you know, it's a different story altogether and stuff like that. But, um, it, it has you on the edge of your seat and you're constantly guessing who, was involved in this crime and then when you find out who truly was it it just blows you away it's just like yo I never never would have (laughs) known so I don't even think me saying that would tip people off to who because honestly I I just really never would have thought so um but on a personal note the girl who the woman who's the wife she was giving me Gemma vibes hardcore and Aww. I was like, but she doesn't look exactly like Gemma. She just has like similar features to Gemma. And then I realized, I was like, you know what? This might be what Koei looks like when she gets older. Oh, that's cute. Okay. I, was, I was looking at her and I, after, it was like probably by episode like four and I mean, Koei I think won't look as I think there's some a little bit of hardness to this woman's face. Yeah. But it was undeniable. Once that clicked in my head, I was like, "Oh shoot, that's what Kody gonna look like mm-hmm. when she gets older." So I got to tell Gemma that. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So then I was obsessed with the, the with the wife. After that, I was like, "Oh my gosh, it's Kody as an adult." <laughs> so, yeah, so there's that. Donda. Um. So Donda came out. <laughs> And I don't know if y'all have heard the Donda album. I mean, I'm sure y'all have been keeping up to date with the 30, 50 lemon, you know, stocking caps that he's been wearing across his face and pantyhose that he's been wearing on his face. It's finally done. He's finally released the album, whether it was against his will or not, it's here. And because he was saying that they released it against his will before he said he was gonna release it. Nigga, it's done. It's out. We're tired. We're tired. You got three shows off of this. Three shows. (laughs) Like three listening parties off of this. So he's out this out. They had that chant in the beginning, not going to lie, with my obia-believing self. I definitely was like, I'm not listening to that. I don't know what that. Yeah, is it, it bothered me, too. It bothers like- most spiritually woke people. They're like, Mm-mm, wait, wait, wait. Right. <laughs> like, Skip that one, please. I mm-hmm. don't know what this chant, and then he named it a Donda chant. But um, someone said in, well, I don't know if it's confirmed, but it's been going around on the interwebs that... It's such a, a tribute to his mother's last heartbeats. Uh-huh. Like 58 when she, she, she was 58 when she passed. And it was the cadence of her last bit of
0: heartbeats. And I'm just like, how do you even remember that? Like, I mean, well, I guess, I don't know, it's Kanye. He loved his mom. We all know that. So, I mean, maybe that is something that he does remember but it was a bit
1: yeah like I know he's a musical genius and so sometimes people like that they like they can remember things like that it's possible but yeah I understand why somebody would be like did you record that like how do we know that's exactly it's been so many years like you remember it that vividly like the last bit of heartbeats like the cadence of it um um I don't know. Anyway, I like, there's only a couple of songs I like. I do like the song that he's like flying around the stadium. I call it him flying around the stadium like a bat out of hell. Um, that one's called um, We Off The Grid or whatever. I like
0: that one too. <laughs> I, I like We Off The Grid too.
1: <laughs> yeah, at first I was like, what is this? This is so stupid. And then I was like, damn it, I like it. <laughs> Then Dennis started playing it when it came out and he was like oh this is my shit right here and I was like this is stupid and then I found he myself playing said, it while grid, I was walking
0: something this
1: all my kid 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 he is,
0: yeah
1: uh, it's because of what he's saying there like and the cadence he knows it. he Kanye is still a musical genius yep. if he never made another album again and he just produced for people we would still fuck with his vibes like he knows the vibes, no matter what. Uh-huh. Um, and I like the song Believe What I Say, I think, and that's the one with the doo-wop, Lauryn Hill sample. That one's really cute. I think I might play that at the gender reveal party. Um, and it's like lighthearted and cute or whatever, so... I like that one. Um, I haven't really paid attention to too many of the
0: other songs. The guess who's going to jail should be getting on my last no. no, I know, I know, that song got on my nerves. I haven't even listened to the whole album, but was that the last song I heard? Was that oh, after? no? Now it's the beat. the first
1: song. He starts off the well after the Donda chant is the the guess who's yeah. going to jail, and he took he said that there's a jail too, and that's the one with. With Jay-Z So he had taken the baby off And I mean he had taken Jay-Z off and put the baby on That was like a whole controversy or whatever From the last uh, show that he did uh, Listening show Whatever you want to call it And so remember me and you Was talking in the car about that We was like well is he going to like Do it where he merges both songs together I mean both verses On the same song together And just extend out the song is he going to have a remix version or is it like legit no Jay-Z? So right. Kanye is saying, which he's
0: probably lying. No, <laughs> oh, I see Jail Part 2. That's right. Oh, he added it? Yeah. It, so it looks like oh. it's a couple of them. So I haven't looked at because it's 27 songs on here. And I heard the Jail one with Jay-Z. That's the first one, the second song, like you said. Then there's a jail 2, which is the twenty fourth song.
1: Oh snap! You see why Kanye got to be so messy though? Because it's <laughs> <So laughs> like when you first listen to it before they added the jail 2, Oh wow!
0: Yeah, they done added a whole bunch of other songs. It's like a okay part, okay, okay part two,
1: a junior part two, part two. <laughs> oh you know, my gosh! This is just, this is a mess. So okay, so he made, so he made the baby be on part two then, cool. So I guess he did. They did release it early, before he was ready for it to come out. Mm. Um, yeah, it's giving for the real like big Kanye fans. It's giving me
0: Jesus vibes. Yeah. Okay. I felt the same way, and I didn't care for Yeezus' album, so I'm just like, that's what I was telling. So I was telling that to Bay because, you know, my Bae loves Kanye. Like, that's his favorite artist. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know. I'm not that excited about this album because I feel like it's going to be, like, another Yeezus just because just the where where he's at right now mentally. Yeah. Just, I'm not on the same wavelength as him. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I actually I- liked... Some of Yeezus, and so I feel the same way about this album. Like some songs, I actually like. It's like a guilty pleasure. I guess I can get down with the drill vibes. I also feel like, why is it called drill? Like, I know that the I know drill really comes from like the the British hip hop artists and stuff, and then like Chicago, they have the drill vibes or whatever too within their music. They claim that at least here in the U.S. and then in london and stuff they got the the drill vibes or whatever but um or britain the great great britain or whatever but um it just sounds like to me like i was like was it always called drill like in the 90s because this just sounds like euro techno with like some bass 808s or whatever like the fact that it's called drill like drill sounds like something that's like a little more hardcore, but you know what? Who who else be biting that shit? Certified lover boy Drake. And his shit is dropping <laughs> um September 3rd. Uh, and so uh I'm excited for that. That's in two days, T minus two days, and I know my boo, my ex-boo, he's <laughs> going to be on time when he says something. There's only been like one or two times that he said. Oh, something's coming out on a specific date, not not oh, it's coming out this summer because plenty of artists do that and then it gets pushed back. But there's only been a couple times he said that something was coming out on a specific date, and it um, didn't come out. So I have faith that this is dropping. He has like some artwork where it looks like it's a bunch of um, the pregnant emoji women across the <laughs> like the screen. Um, so we'll see if that's really going to be the artwork um, and I'm excited for it. I will be reporting back on that uh, next week mm-hmm. as well. Cause I will be listening to it all Labor Day weekend, you know, and Drake is a genius because he's dropping it right before a holiday weekend, the last weekend of the summer. Um, and you know, summer is one of his, his biggest times for music or whatever. And also the fall because he is, a canadian boy so they they with the fall shits mm-hmm. yes yeah, so i'm excited and i know that he does like those kind of drill beat vibes you know he'd be changing his accent every uh cd so <laughs> wonder what he'll go with this time uh but um you know i'm sure the beef with him and kanye will be settled for for good after or at least for the time being once this album drops and lastly, in R N R, we have some coonery going on with Texas. You know, Texas is becoming like Florida and the Bronx, in the words of Charlemagne. <laughs> okay, like the nuttiest people are starting to really show themselves out there. So it looks like the six-week abortion ban has gone into effect in Texas, and what this means is that um, if you are six weeks pregnant. You um, can no longer get um, an abortion. What's funny to me is that... uh, Oh, it's not even just that, actually. Let me read the full uh, breakdown of what that means. Um, So if you get an abortion, that means an Uber driver... You can um, sue an Uber driver who drives someone to the clinic for an abortion. Uh, You can... Uh, The laws will be stricter that anybody that takes you from one place to another, like it it will be considered um, an act of terrorism if uh, you take them to uh, get an abortion. And on top of that, uh, somebody, uh, the AJ Plus, um, at AJ Plus on Instagram was calling it 666. Oh no, it's 666. Interesting. 666 new laws are going into effect in texas for september 1st which is today um a ban on abortions for as early as six weeks which allows private citizens to sue anyone so private citizens can sue as well who helps someone get an abortion uh permitless gun carrying so it's just carry your gun all over the state okay you just whatever it don't matter shit popping limit and and limits on discussions of racism in schools which we've previously talked about on the podcast but what I wanted to say really quick about the abortion thing is what's hilarious to me is that at six weeks you most women don't even know they are pregnant yet
0: sad truth
1: six weeks just means I don't even know because it's like you know how the math is with pregnancy it's just like Mm -hmm. i wonder how far they're going with that because you could be quote-unquote six weeks actively pregnant or you could be like like they count the month that you when you conceive so Mm. yeah so like that is tacked on to it too so like (laughs) it's just i you don't even know when you
0: conceive you can guess this gives oh, me Brenda had her baby vibes like <laughs> um, like that time frame, or at least and earlier when people were going to backdoor abortion clinics, like yeah. it's just very, very problematic. and I just feel like it's so unfair to even pull in other people who have nothing to do with the decision that a person decided to make about their body with their that's gonna happen for the rest of their life like to to sue the uber driver so like literally if you were to do it you would have to be like oh drop me off the at you know two streets down and to walk down to the place and it's just like it it, the whole situation is is very problematic it's Mm -hmm. very problematic And that's the fear. That
1: is the fear that I I I I have as well. You know, for that as not only just the women that are going to be doing the backdoor abortions or whatever. Like I don't know if y'all have ever seen. um, I don't think Kel has, but um, for color girls who forgot the rainbow or whatever. Mm -hmm, Like yeah, remember? Yeah, you know, there's a a great example of what Kel is talking about. Mm -hmm. You know it is there's going to be a lot Of deaths and what I was also Fearing is for the children that will be Born that have that women are Just going to be leaving children on doorsteps Or or just having to You know not everybody's going to be able To take care of all Of the um what Is it called again um adoptions You know giving up children for Adoption and and so These like solutions that they quote Unquote have for because there's plenty Of women that get raped every day be and they wanted to get an abortion
0: mm-hmm. because
1: they unfortunately conceived in that scenario and i know that this is a very um a very controversial topic because some would say well that was god's plan um that's up to your discretion for me yeah i would understand I if somebody wanted to get an abortion after an experience like that, and you know, or even if somebody wants to get an abortion because they literally can't take care of another mouth,
0: mm-hmm. and you know, they can't feed that child or neglecting that child, they're trying to do what's best for that child's future and for you to insert yourself, unless you decide if you feel that strongly about it. Then I mean, even even I can't even say that. For you to just go ahead and uh, adopt the kid or whatever and you to take care of the kid. I can't even say that because the mental psyche of the person that has to even get to the point for them to make that decision that abortion is the choice that I need to make for myself and for this child's future. You just, it's not like, no, the average person doesn't wake up and be like, I'm going to go kill a kid today.
1: Right, right. So they're making it seem like women just getting, getting abortions all willy nilly. And it's just like, we, oh, I'm just going to fuck raw and get pregnant. Like getting pregnant is not the easiest thing in the world, first and foremost. So I'll be the first one to tell you. And it's not even like I have any, as far as I know, conditions. Like I'm just saying any woman getting pregnant, that is, and this probably would be their argument is is a miracle from God <laughs> because it's just it's 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 a happening that happens and everything has to align properly for it to take for you to actually become pregnant um so women aren't just like going and sitting on penises every weekend and just like mm, I'm gonna just you know get an abortion blah blah you know it's I don't know. Yeah, it's very controversial. Prayers up for all the women in Texas because they are, you know, definitely trying to control
0: female bodies out there and, you know, female psyches as well. Mm-hmm. I thought it was six other states that was um, supposed to be joining in on that. And I remember mm-hmm. them putting a stop to it. I thought Texas would stop too, but apparently not. Apparently it still went through. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm curious to see now that it has gone through and has went into effect. Does that mean those other states? I like It was Alabama, Georgia. Yeah. And I can't remember the other ones. But yeah, I wonder if they're going to retry again. And those are like, right. you know, not, well, Georgia and Alabama, yes. They have a higher minority rate, which right. we tend to have more kids than right. Caucasians. Right, right. Interesting, uh, right? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, not to go into hotel bars, but like, I just. Well, I it
1: does sound there. like a, a racial cleansing. It does. Yeah. Sounds like that more than, um, you know, vaccines. But mm-hmm. <laughs> like that, that's like, that feels like it's targeting a specific community. When you think of the places, the locations, like Alabama, like, come on, son. Right. Come on. Why y'all not doing this in Idaho? Right. I, I don't know. Maybe they are, but like, oh, uh, Iowa. Why? Where's this law in Oregon? Montana and shit. Yeah. You know, like. Like North Dakota. Alaska. <laughs> we can go on and on with this. You know what I'm saying? I like- don't I don't <laughs> see y'all implementing this this law, you know. Uh-huh. Anyway. <sighs> on to more nonsense. We are going to get into our talk topic. So this week, Kel, you know, as y'all know, Kel is in school and she's been studying um, yep. with her degree in communication. She's been studying a lot about like the proper ways that um, the proper and improper ways that um, you can critique some of these news outlets. And, you know, we were talking about what we wanted to talk about this week on the episode. And we were just like, man, we feel like we may not know enough or we don't know what news outlets are really given the real deal on what's going on in Afghanistan. Uh, so, you know, Kel I'll just stop blabbering like you know, <laughs> tell me what you tell uh tell the audience what you was uh, learning about yesterday and we can like dig deeper into like kind of getting some bite-sized information out about what's going on with the the real real story behind the Afghanistan
0: withdrawal. Right. So yeah, we were talking about the "Quote unquote, the last planes, U.S. planes that were leaving Kabul, which mm-hmm. is supposedly marking the end of this twenty-year war that we have of Afghanistan. Notice that we say twenty-year war, which is also, you know, synonymous with the fact that we're approaching September 11th with its twentieth anniversary. So you, mm-hmm. it's easy to kind of like tie these two things together." So a lot of, you know, commotion has been going on in the news as far as like why now and um, why did it take this long? And, you know, the the Biden administration, like the, the tactics behind it. So um, for those who have been sleeping underage, just to give you a summary of it, the U.S. has decided to withdraw the last of their military out of cabal. And um, in that process, they were supposed to be removing all of military um military diplomats and american diplomats all these people are americans and that was supposed to end on august 31st which was right. yesterday right or the, yeah Thursday, and i did see some 20. posts about how the last plane did leave yesterday yes mm-hmm. so yesterday was um i don't even know the of week anymore yes yeah. august 31st mm-hmm. <laughs> so in that process of extracting all of the Americans and the diplomats and the military people from Afghanistan. Some people did choose to stay and they chose to stay for their own personal reasons, whether like they, they wanted to try to fix what's going on there where they started to develop their own personal connections, whatever the case may be. But the, the ultimate goal is to extract all Americans from that territory because the Taliban has been making threats. So we have, um, I'm trying to think of the the exact date. And that's the part that I
1: didn't know was going on. Like, I didn't know that the Taliban was making threats as well. I thought the way I just heard about people like pulling out, I was like, oh, okay. They just pulling out because this was something that Biden probably had planned to do in his presidency." which I did see a quote from him saying something to the effect of, um, let me see if I can find a quote real quick. I was not going to extend this forever war and I was not extending a forever exit. I take full res- i take responsibility for that decision right right so I thought he was just doing that like I didn't know that there was like threats that was happening too,
0: yeah, there were threats that were happening too and they never released exactly what those threats were so you know mm-hmm. I you know, everything is very hush hush. I guess because they don't want us to panic. We have enough to panic over right now. You well, know? they over there
1: throwing shooting bombs and stuff, little little missile attacks on the Lolo. That was like late last week, I wanna yeah. say. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's what I was like exactly about to um to Go say. In. Yeah, the US um deadline um came on the heels of the fact that it was a suicide bomb that killed 13 US service members and about 180 Afghans near the Cabal's uh, International Airport. And, you know, Biden is claiming that he is going to retaliate against those responsible for the attack. But right now, his priority is to com- was to complete the evacuation. And um, there's a lot of criticism back and forth about this because they're saying that, you know, he made this promise. It's, it's 20 years later. It's just now happening and not all the americans have been extracted from it um so Mm. it's just it's a whole hot mess supposedly um
1: well wait wasn't there a wasn't there a um i'm sorry i might be speaking ahead did you hear about the u.s um carrying out a drone strike killing the isis okay go ahead yeah
0: since then the u.s carried out a drone strike and it it said it hit a, um, a suicide bomber on the way to the airport through the attack that also killed the 10 Afghan civilians. Oh, wow. Civilians. <laughs> that included small children. So like... Fuck. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. This whole situation is just messy all the way around. And it's mainly... Like, I can't even... I wouldn't even... I think they're putting a lot of criticism on Biden, but I feel like this happened... This is before Biden was even in office. Like... America is known for sticking their nose in other people's business. Like, why are we even over there in the in the first place? Like, let's. It's just it's a lot. Well, the breakdown with that,
1: and of course, this is again not fully uh, educated point of view. This is more of a hearsay point of view. I will be the first to say that, but you know, the the rumor or the saying that's gone around is that Bush wanted to finish his daddy's um, beef, his daddy's war. His daddy was beefing with Saddam, I want to say. Oh yeah, yeah, over yeah. the oil, you know, and whatever little issues that they had, and then you know, two thousand one comes around, and you know, it was it was uh, Afghanistan, Afghanistan. um What were they called again? The. It, I feel like it's I, I can't ISIS. remember what the group was called. I know it was Osama bin Laden, no, but I forget what the name is of ISIS? his, his hmm? was it ISIS? No. No, is ISIS? ISIS is the is the new one. But, so. no tank. but um oh I cannot remember the name of the group of followers that he had, or whatever, the, the terrorist group. But that terrorist group carried out, you know, the um 9-11 attacks that killed so many Americans and stuff. And then, you know, all of a sudden we're at war with, you know, Saudi Arabia or whatever, wherever Saddam Hussein was, Uh you know, they they going and looking for Saddam Hussein and trying to kill him and stuff. And I'm just like, but what happened to Osama bin Laden? Uh You know, and maybe this is where my ignorance comes in. So I'm sorry for the people that are listening and probably cringing at what I'm saying. But like, You know, it just kind of went left. And then here comes Obama, and Obama finally gets Osama bin Laden. Right. So that's taken care of. He is executed because that is the American way. Right. (laughs) You know, (laughs) and you know what? Other countries would have done the same. Right. Right. I can't even really front on that. You know, again, just like with the abortion stuff, we all have our beliefs. Like, you know, I don't wish hell or death on most people. So even people like that. So, but mm-hmm. I mean, I think he should have rotted in in prison, but I think it was more gratifying for Americans to see him be killed. Yeah. And they did the same thing to Saddam Hussein, right? They they beheaded him. I remember seeing that. Like they broadcasted that shit. It was like watching a guillotine or something like <laughs> you know, they had that shit on the on the internet and some pieces of it on the news. So, that was like uh that was low key like the American celebration of those people being killed, you know. I don't know. Take it with a grain of salt. But I digress. Uh going back to this whole thing, like, yeah, I here we go again. ISIS is ramping up. You know, I <laughs> this is this is really like what I've been hearing is that it's like, you know, there will be casualties. And I do wonder if it was our country if better care would be taken. But I mean, at the same time, you know, as I say
0: that, girl, we are in a
1: panty. Okay. And Not even a whole I around. Mean, know, we're
0: in two different, we're in like three million different wars with a whole panty. Pro V. Okay. A whole panini. And <laughs>
1: they don't care. They're opening up everything because the economy cannot be shut down. So, you know what? No. Americans don't care about human life like that. Like they really, or the American government, you know, don't really care too much about human life. You know, like they're more so about that money and getting revenge on their, you know, whoever is going up against them. So I take that question back. No, they would, they wouldn't care as much. It'd be the same scenario. There will be casualties because it's the same scenario in this
0: Panini. So <laughs> absolutely, and not even just the pan- the pandemic, but also even like in our own social justice issues that we have, like mm-hmm. we're not cared for either. It's just, <laughs> and they would the crazy thing what America would do is they would have like a whole PR spin on it, like to make it look like well it's not our fault. It's like like you said, it would be like there will be casualties, but it would be nicely spun in a way that's yes. palatable for everyone. We'd be like, well, I understand.
1: Yeah. Well, some people have to die. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The purge
0: and shit. Mm.
1: Right. Um, so it's been said, Uh, there was a quote in here, I think it's by Biden, yeah, that um, there is nothing low grade or low risk or low cost about any war. It is time to end the war in Afghanistan. As we close 20 years of war and strife and pain and sacrifice, it's time to look at the future, not the past. The future that's safer. To a future that's safer, to a future that's more secure, to a future that honors those who served and all those who gave the president what gave what President Lincoln called our last full measure of devotion. (laughs) And I just want to know what does that look like? You know, to call out that it's time to look to a future that's safer, uh, more secure. And honors those that are who are served. I can kind of guess that last part, but the more secure and more safer, um, you know, I, I don't get me wrong. I understand that, like, in certain scenarios, there is going to be chaos at first. Like, w- they, I don't know what else they could have done more there, considering that they were there for 20 years. And, you know, as soon as they leave, shit pops off. This is like, damn, y'all had, what happened? (laughs) Like there was no kind of like control. And I did hear, I think it was Biden on the news talking about how, you know, why are we, I'm paraphrasing, but like, why are we going to be in a country trying to protect a country that doesn't want to protect itself? As in the diplomats that are there, not willing to save their own people And we're there constantly trying to save them, which goes into kind of what your theory, what your comment was about um, America always sticking their nose in something. We we had our nose in that for 20 years. Right. So I understand like the relief that comes from people being like, oh, finally, we're not going to be sending people to Afghanistan anymore. But what I think. Unfortunately, is that we are gonna still be sending niggas to Afghanistan. Well he
0: did. He did he, he did <laughs> it, uh, he did make a comment that's saying, like, for now, the relationship or the um not relationship, I'm trying to find the exact code that he said, but this is a paraphrase. Like I said, he did mm-hmm. say for for now, whatever relationship or um treaty that they had and works will no longer be. But he's hopeful that in the future they will be able to have some sort of alliance in the future. So I think he's trying to be diplomatic about it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, you know, I don't know what's gonna come of this. Um, I don't know how it could have been done better. I think there's something that could have been done better. It just seemed a little quick, but like at the same time, I understand that we are the public we are the general public so talks of pulling out of Afghanistan being like a widely known thing probably wouldn't have been safe for the people the the Americans or, or the people in general out there because as soon as they did get wind of it it just you know seems like it picked up immediately ISIS was like oh it's on nigga. It was Like it's lit we taking back over you know, and it seemed very, from what the news is portraying, the American news, from what the American news is portraying, it seems very volatile there, especially for women. They're telling mm-hmm. women to stop working, like don't go into their, their work and stuff mm-hmm. because they will be attacked because of the beliefs that that group has on women's place in society. They shouldn't even be reading. It's like that level of You know um, Control I guess I would say uh, With respect So um, Yeah it'll, it'll be interesting to see How this goes I am concerned for Our country And attacks that could come here Because again We over there sending missiles You know talking about we leaving But then we sending missiles And, you know, it's hard. It's hard because I've heard and what I wanted to say before too, real quick before we tie this up, like I know that there has been a myriad of emotions and viewpoints to our involvement there. You know, so there's the why are we always sticking our nose and stuff? There's also I've heard like Afghanistan and people say like, you know, when Americans were there, that they were like they kind of ruin things it was a little more in order before americans came now it's just this military country and you know you had to watch yourself before stepping on a bomb children dying you know it was all that but then when americans left when soldiers military left it was people running after planes and you know these heartbreaking you know visuals whether they're you know Skewed a certain way for us to look at it a certain way because my cousin, shout out to my cousin Carla, she was like, you know what's interesting? That video that they had that they kept showing over and over again of the men running after the plane. She was like, I don't see no women running after these planes. And I was like, yo, that's real. Like, so they just was leaving the women behind on at least in that particular scenario. But I just,
0: yo. I was wondering a lot of things, even d- down to like comparing it to the pand- like the pandemic. I, I mean, I know that that it's a third world country. but I don't want to be ignorant to the point where I'll be like, oh, they can't get mask or anything. But I haven't really heard anything about COVID over there. I wonder, mm. is that a thing for them? Right, like, because that that's, right because COVID
1: is hap- is still happening, quote unquote, everywhere. Right, and I thought about that too. I did have that. That was one of my first thoughts. I was like, yo, so. All this chaos is going on, and these people probably have COVID in their country, like most countries. So it's like having to deal with that and this. But um, you know, I don't know. I guess they're more so highlighting that. Another place that I'm thinking of is, is you know, slightly moving on, is um Louisiana. Yeah. And they're having a great deal of issues on top of having um, COVID, a COVID spike up there, like being one of the epicenters of COVID, um, the variants of COVID. There are there, hospitals was overwhelmed, you know, and now here comes Hurricane Ida doing... nearly a break. nearly the same amount of damage as Katrina did. I have a lot of friends, um, for those who don't know, that listen to the pod... I used to live there in middle school and I was also born there. So I have a lot of um, friends that I still keep in touch with. I I went like to middle school while I was there and then I moved to uh, Maryland uh, for high school and met Kel, but, (laughs) but no, um, you know, and then Katrina happened, you know? So it's just like, Man, it's crazy. And so the, a lot of people that I know, like I'm seeing on my Facebook, like, you know, 16 years ago, um, evacuating was different because I didn't have no no children. I didn't have all these issues or whatever. I think like 16 years ago, everybody was like in I know everybody was in high school, but I, I think they might have been like seniors or juniors mm-hmm. in high school, you know, so they was like yo, life was so different back then and and you know it's really scary now to do this with all these um responsibilities and having children and stuff like that um i have heard from some sources uh close to me that like there's poles are down you know the end the um not just the energy they're 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 like um energy like you know like in new york you have Con Edison. Here you have like Pepco or Smeco or whatever. Um, their energy company is called Entergy. And so that that's down. Um, there's the city of New Orleans is powerless. Most of Louisiana is powerless. Um, I am hearing that in the east side of the city, they're starting to get a little um, like the phone towers are picking back up, and some of the um, and the, some of the power is starting to pick back up. But most people have evacuated. I guess a lot of people, you know, it was like, I ain't going through this again. (laughs) Right. Um, But there are some people that I know that stayed behind. And um, one in particular, she just, you know, their area of Lake Charles didn't do too bad. But there's other places like, um, I don't know if it was called Mandeville. Like, Mm -hmm. there's hella other places in, um, in... what's the place called Lord Louisiana that are suffering uh, okay here we go yes so I will let you know what areas so um yeah some places are truly underwater uh Laf- Laf- it's not Lafayette it's Lafitte I want to say Louisiana looks like it's truly underwater New Orleans seems like it got more so um, the wind damage. So they probably, I've heard before, like hurricanes, we have and tornadoes within them sometimes. It's just like wild shit. So they got more so the wind damage. So a lot of historical buildings, beautiful setups and stuff are just blown to bits. Um, I see this picture of this tree and the grass looks like a piece of paper curved over. Um, that's in Morgan City, Louisiana, Thibodeau, Louisiana, looks like it was more so wind. Laplace, lots of wind damage. Kenner, Louisiana. Um, uh, let's see. And then Mississippi. Killing Mississippi, which I believe was pretty much affected by Katrina too. So it must be really on the coast or something. They mm-hmm. had it bad where they're just floating. And Bay St. Louis, Mississippi as well. The, the, the water is just high and, um, high and almighty. And it was a category four. I forgot to mention that in the beginning. It was a category four. I believe Katrina what was Katrina. I think Katrina was
0: a was category, category five? five. Yeah, I think it was a category five too.
1: Yeah, I heard that it was when they did the side by side of the images, Katrina was still bigger. But um, you know, it all it takes is just a few the hurricane, the worst of the hurricanes to hit the right, heavily densely populated areas. That's all it takes.
0: It's, and that's so, um, right, not is that they're still never really fully recovered from Katrina. Yeah. So it was, and when when, when didn't we go after Katrina? Yeah, it had to be after Katrina. Yeah, like we when we went in 2015. I mean, mm-hmm. you. It was sad, like when you pass certain areas and you can still see like mm-hmm. where all the homeless people were that were di- not homeless, but displaced people is the correct terminology. Displaced people had to live. It's I don't even want to cry. I'm yeah. emotional. <laughs> and,
1: and the hou- Yeah. And the houses, like there were houses that had, I remember that was my first time seeing like how there were houses that had X's on them, like that they still hadn't really, I don't know, like dealt with. <laughs> I don't know what they would do. So I'll just say dealt with, I don't want to say excavate or whatever, you know, but you know. They still had some of those issues, still had residual problems, but they were really starting to come back. Like I went in 2019 as well, and um, my friend Drew would always still take me around and show me different stuff. But like they were trying to recover. Still, they are a a New Orleans in particular is a city that's literally under sea level, so any threat like this is always scary. To towns like that, um, but yeah, Louisiana—more uh, than one million people as of 21 hours ago were um, still without electricity. Uh, more than four 45,000 people in Mississippi and more than 5,000 people in um, Alabama were, you know, without that as well. They said many of the life-supporting infrastructure elements. Um, this is from the Louisiana governor. Are not operating right now. Please don't come home before they tell you it's time. So they're telling people not even to come home. My home girl that lives out there, she was she went to Oklahoma. She said she was she knew she was going to be in Oklahoma for at least a month because it's that bad. She started talking about I guess we're going to settle down in in Oklahoma. I was just like Jesus. But when you look at what happened, a lot of the people that live out there have PTSD uh-huh. from what
0: happened before. Just imagine so, like you having to just pick up everything that you have, like your personal documents, your family, and having yes. to move off of the whim. And especially if you're already struggling. We're already in the middle of yeah where you don't so have so many a lot people, of people don't have trouble. jobs. People, you know, rent people are starting to um be kicked out for rent because that has been, you know, taken off the table. Like mm-hmm. down and out. You don't you already have pennies to your I saw name. you do that, Biden.
1: I saw that, Biden. I saw that little sneaky little move mm-hmm. so and
0: like, the PUA getting eliminated for unemployment, but go ahead. Right. And then having to find a way to, to, to go cross country to, so that you can live and survive. Yeah. And everybody doesn't have a support system, a village or a family. So like it, it's my heart just goes out to those people. Right.
1: And children's kids that just started school. I have a cousin whose daughter just started at Xavier. She had to come back, you know, and I guess maybe they're going to figure out a way to do, I guess the pandemic kind of prepared some teachers for this because I guess they'll do virtual for a lot mm-hmm. of the kids. But it's just like, you know, kids that got their senior year of high school and they they down there and it's like, what's going to happen?
0: There was a documentary on, I, I want to say it's Hulu or if it's not Hulu, it was on Vizio um, about... Mm-hmm about it's about new orleans but it has it's like it has segments to it and it was talking about how the kids of hurricane katrina and how their mindset like they're worried about their mental of how they're going to be and how they're going to act because of the traumas that has stemmed from that and yes. the anger that they have inside all of those things how it's going to dramatically affect them when they're adults Mm. and then this to happen again it's just like i don't even know like i don't even know how for them to even prepare for it it's like i don't know that's why some people want to leave and you know
1: i'm just praying for uh louisiana um and all the all the states that are affected uh, um definitely the the city of new orleans cuz it's such a rich city i would hate mm-hmm. Brit to just drown out and be forgotten because of these natural disasters, and I don't know what they could do better. Um, I've heard there's been some debates on how the levies are handled, but um, you know whether it should be with gas or with something about like the gas plants out there. I don't know. You know, I don't want to go into too much detail because I, I don't have the full, you know quotes or whatever but there's been debates amongst constituents there in um new orleans on how to handle um some of their energy some of their energy issues and how you know power and stuff like that and just in general how to yeah how to um prepare for attacks like uh, not attacks um, disasters like these and i think they did the best that they could for the last few years and then it was just like for something like this to happen again, um, at just with a category four, thankfully not a category five. It's just like, here we go again. So I'm glad that, um, there's some folks acting, um, uh, stepping up and we're going to get into that in our philanthropy highlight. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, just prayers up for everybody in, um, those uh those, just a period. Whoever has been affected by Hurricane Ida. Yeah, even
0: people here who have been affected. I know we've lost a couple of people in Maryland. I know like a complex in Rockville. Yeah, but- Annapolis. Yeah, both actually, Annapolis and Rockville. Oh. One person died in Rockville. I don't know mm-hmm. if anyone has died in Annapolis. Did-, Did somebody die in Annapolis too? No, no, no. I just heard about a tornado. Okay, yeah. And Rockville, yeah, I heard about a the Rockville died. He um drowned because the mm. complex got flooded mm. mm-hmm. before they could, you know, evacuate everyone. So, like, yeah. I really need some of these, even these landlords who are I don't know if you're a landlord listening to us, do your homework, get whatever needs to be fixed on these buildings. Like, we're seeing that a lot more now like what yeah. happened in Miami? Yeah, what happened in Miami, the things that are happening in D.C., like every like we just I need for you guys to to care more.
1: <laughs> yeah, care more about the infrastructure of these of these cities. You know, you want to open shit back up. All right, let's start hiring people to to work on the the infrastructure and you know, stabilizing some of these these evacuation plans and stuff. Yeah. And on that note, let's move into our philanthropy highlight.
0: Get up, get out, and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out, and get something. Because you when I got to do for you when I. All right. So we have a double whammy for you. Yes. <laughs> for the um, philanthropy highlight. Um, a double duo. Me whatever sure. you, whatever yeah. you want to call it. <laughs> um, the first one is Chef Jose Andreas he is a world renowned, you know, um chef. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> world renowned chef. Who has a lot of cute little pop up He's known for his unique, you know, pop-up restaurants that he has. He specializes in all different types of food. But he, he in the DMV area, you know, yeah. he has um haleo,
1: he has china Chicano, um a few different spots out here. I think there's a uh uh is it japanese it might be seafood some something um i'm just thinking of the chinatown area and then he has stuff in the mgm it's just endless endless, endless. Right. And central kitchen
0: as exactly. well exactly so right now he has three kitchens ready with supplies already for a hundred thousand meals to help um the victims of hurricane ida so he is on the ground in new orleans and um he is making sure that he's having these supplies out. So if anyone who uh, we have a listeners out in New Orleans, please, um, I think you could check him out on his Twitter at Chef Jose Andres. And you'll probably find more information as to like where those location spots are for the kitchen. Yeah. And
1: I is- think he's doing it for Afghanistan refugees too. Like last week think, at least. I- he was- Look, he is in these streets. Boots yeah. to the ground. Somebody was like, what is Van Jones doing with his money? <laughs>
0: With the money that Jeff Bezos gave. <laughs> right, right. So, like, shout out to him. I know that they have like 50 million meals around the world to survivors in the aftermath of the natural disasters and other crises, including COVID 19. So, shout out to him.
1: And continuing with the good news and um, good vibes, uh, as we mentioned earlier, we wanted to share um, just some folks that, or some organizations rather, that are helping. New Orleans hurricane victims, Um, and I think this goes beyond Nola as well. Um, But um, like we said earlier, over one million people are currently without electricity, including several hospitals. Um, You know, and like we said, Louisiana, especially New Orleans, is a a, is a big um, crisis center for uh, COVID right now. They have huge spikes. Um, And climate disasters like this disproportionately impact communities of color and further widen the racial wealth gap. Um, And so here are some ways to help Gulf Coast cities in Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama as they repair, rebuild, and heal. Um, And this is from Given Tuesday. And so uh, they posted... At Imagine Waterworks, a grassroots charity on the ground in NOLA has set up a Hurricane Ida relief fund. So that's like you could just go ahead and supply them with what they need in order to help people right there live and direct in those areas. Uh, Mutual Aid Louisiana is fundraising fundraising for direct evacuation um, efforts at Culture Aid NOLA is working to feed displaced residents. Um, Like Kel was saying, you know, people are hungry. um, You know, they got, there's alligators swimming through the waters out there, through the streets. It's real. It's real. And so getting food on helicopters, you know, people are sitting in their rooftops on top of their, um, in their attics and stuff. And they may be hungry. They may not have food to eat. So these people are helping with stuff like that. Um, And Mutual Aid uh, Disaster Relief is coordinating a list of needed supplies that can be dropped off at locations in Massachusetts, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Colorado, Texas, and Florida. And um, so we'll be sure to post this tomorrow um, in our stories. And Kel will also do her normal philanthropy highlight because people will need help for ongoing, you know, like ongoing assistance for quite some time, um, to repair from this disaster. Absolutely. And yeah, that is it for this week. Kelly, you was going to say something. I feel like you
0: No, gonna... I, I said, absolutely. That was it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, um, that is it for this week's episode. We hope y'all enjoyed our in-depth conversation, you know, just to get a little more, um, content (laughs) you know uh we've been having a lot of fun the summer's been fun i'm sure y'all saw if you follow us on instagram our our ode to summer (laughs) you know summer is definitely coming to a close dear summer we know you're gonna miss us we're gonna miss you (laughs) probably more uh but yeah it's time to get you know back to business and you know clearly the world is not waiting on anyone and so we just got to reach out and help each other and um our neighboring communities and that's our message for this week we didn't do a last call but you can make that be the last call for okay this week. <laughs> <laughs> bye it's a vibe.